the footprints of Abraham. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for yet another day. We thank you for the strength and health given to us today to face the tasks and duties of this day. Oh Lord, as we spend these few minutes studying your word and hearing from you speak to us, we pray, O oh Lord, in heaven that you humble our hearts and minds to yield to the instructions of your words. For we ask and pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Today, we have a topic that says an unselfish spirit. Genesis chapter 13 from verse 8 and 9. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headsmen and thy headsmen. For we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. In Patriarchs and Prophets, page 132, paragraph 1, it says, Abraham was Lord's senior in years, and his superior in relation, in wealth, and in position. Yet he was the first to propose plans for preserving peace. Although the whole land had been given him by God himself, he courteously waived his rights. This is a great lesson to learn from the footprints of Abraham. He was in a position where he could exercise his rights both as an elder. He was in the position where he could exercise his rights both as a wealthier man, higher in position, he had all the benefits and reasons he had to make the choice between himself and his nephew Lot. But what did he do? He rather decided to waive his rights and gave Lot the opportunity to choose. Wherever Lot chose, Abraham was going to take the place that was left. So he chose to take the remnant of whatever Lot's choice would be. This is a great lesson because we are living in a world and time. In fact, we have always lived in a world where there has been so much strife, where there has been so much selfishness. In a place where great works would have been done, it has been hindered because of strife, because of whose name will be heard, because of whose praise will be sung, because of who will take the glory. We are living in a world where brother is fighting against brother, sister against brother and sister because I own this and the other person says, no, I own it. And there is a great strife and so many evil things result from strife. And there is a solemn lesson for us to learn in the life of the patriarch Abraham. I'll be reading again Patriarch and Prophets, page 132, paragraph 3. It says, 
the noble, unselfish spirit of Abraham was displayed. How many under similar circumstances would, at all hazards, cling to their individual rights and preferences? How many households have thus been rent asunder? How many churches have been divided, making the cause of truth a byword and a reproach among the wicked? Let there be no strife between me and thee, said Abraham, for we be brethren, not only by natural relationship, but as worshippers of the true God. The children of God in the world over are one family, and the same spirit of love and conciliation should govern them. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 is the teaching of our Savior. The cultivation of a uniform courtesy, a willingness to do to others as we would wish them to do to us, would annihilate half the ills of life. The spirit of self-aggrandizement is the spirit of Satan, but the heart in which the love of Christ is cherished will possess that charity which seeketh not her own. Such will heed the divine injunction. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 4. I'm sure in other studies that we've had, we've looked at some other persons who exhibited this unselfish spirit that Abraham had. And one of those we could also take example from was Jonathan. Jonathan had all the reason to fight, to strive, and to join his father in killing David. But he knew the position of God. He knew the choice of God. He knew the will of God in the matter. He surrendered what would have been a position or what would have been an appropriate place for him as the heir apparent to the throne and rather chose to love David and the Bible records that David, Jonathan loved David like his own soul. That is the spirit of unselfish love. That is the spirit that Christ wants us to have. The spirit of envy, the spirit of strife, the spirit of self-seeking, the spirit of jealousy has not only torn families apart, but including churches. Ministers also are not left without this evil among us. Everyone, most persons want to be the ones in charge. They want to be the ones to take the stage. They want to be the ones to be heard. There is so much strife that the devil is using to separate both church and family. How many of us will yield to the temptation of jealousy, of strife? How many of us will ask God and say, please, at this time, God help me. I feel, I'm feeling the, the, the push the temptation to jealous. I'm feeling that strife. I'm feeling that desire to gain, to overcome, or to usurp another person. I'm feeling that desire to not to let go. I want to make sure I fight through to the last, even if it's going to be to the detriment of my brother or my sister. How many of us are willing to 
surrender this weakness because we are all going to have these experiences if we have not anyway and most times the truth is that we have failed because the spirit of the natural canal man will not succumb to any case of strife especially when there is something in it to lose or to gain but this is the path that god calls us to follow god wants us to follow the path of an unselfish spirit in philippians chapter 2 verse 3 we are told let nothing be done through strife or vain glory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves and we have an example in the life of christ romans chapter 15 from verse 3 and 4 says for even christ pleased not himself but as it is written the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me for whatsoever things we are written aforetime we are written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope christ did not please himself the reproaches that should be ours fell upon him and he endured it and bore it that we might be saved second corinthians 8 verse 9 says for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. We can choose to have a spirit of unselfish love through the power of God resting upon us. We should put it in our prayers and ask God to give us that spirit which he had, and he will give it to us. Let's pray. Father Lord in heaven, on our own, we will only exhibit selfishness and strife. Help us, O Lord in heaven, to develop and have that spirit of unselfish love, which is an evidence of your presence and life in us. For we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.